am Debbie George Addis. Today on America Can We Talk, the left's lies have hurt America. Brand new poll to tell you about. Number two, Candace Owens says America is not racist. We'll talk about that. And number three, President Trump should veto a massive federal land grab bill that already passed Congress. Stay tuned. Debbie Georgiatis, host of America Can We Talk, is an author, attorney, and political analyst whose mission is to inspire the American political conversation about preserving liberty in the best country on earth. Hi, I'm Debbie Georgiatis. Welcome to America Can We Talk and to today's First Five. Directly after the State of the Union, a large organization did a poll of a thousand likely voters in America. The poll was commissioned by a group called United in Purpose. Among the questions they asked likely voters in America was, do you agree or disagree that America is the source of most of the world's ills or problems, world's ills, political, economic, and environmental? So it was a wide range of ages of people they polled, of political backgrounds, uh, race and ethnicity. It was really a broadly uh, based poll. The answer given by 46%, so nearly half of the people who were polled was that yes, they agreed that America is the source of most of the world's ills, political, economic, and environmental. A, that was a 46% answer, a 45.5 or 4 or so said no. But what's very, very troubling about this is that, among many other things, they polled, was essentially polling people about what do you think about America as a force for good in the world? What do you think about how we're doing as a country? Among these people polled, 70.8, so over 70% of people polled agreed that within America, anti-Americanism is on the rise. These are Americans agreeing, they look around at their own culture, their own country, and agree that anti-Americanism is on the rise. I'm gonna be talking a lot over the next, I don't even know how long, about what is the reason that people in this country would end up saying that they think that anti-Americanism is on the rise, and they think that America is the source, the, the problem in the world with respect to creating, with, with respect to political, economic, and environmental issues. The poll broke down along ages, and I want to tell you a little bit about that. I'm going to get to some reasons why this is the answer, but the short-term answer, my summary answer is, the anti-American left in this country has nothing to run on, nothing they stand for, except to mock the traditions of America. The, the American left in this country works to divide America, to plant the seeds of division and doubt in our society, to pit people against each other based on race, based on ethnicity, based on gender. They work to create, a, a to foment anger and resentment and disdain for America because it is the only message they have left. They have nothing else to sell. They have no way to win your vote, no way to win elections in this country without trying to create with, within America, within the people of America, hatred and disdain for America. They paint lies, they tell lies about this country, and then 
you get to where the results of this poll shows you we are. We have many Americans down on, critical of, disdainful of their own country. It does break down along ages, and I, I'm just going to tell you a few differences uh, among the ages. Among those under 55, and there's all sorts of ways you can break down ages and race and education, but under those age 55, over half of them agreed. And again, the question they were asked was, do you agree or disagree that America is a source of most of the world's problems, political, economic, and environmental? Under age 55, 55% agreed. Over age 55, only 33% agree. You go an even younger uh, demographic, those under 30, 66%. 66% say that America is the source of most of the world's problems. And, and these are likely voters. These are not you know, goofballs hanging around the street corner somewhere, likely voters. And so I could go on and on about the substance of the, of the poll, but... You know, there are all sorts of other ways you can break it down. You know, people more likely who support Trump think the world, don't think America is such a bad uh, thing. Uh, on, and obviously people who are the Democrats more than Republicans, very, very critical, very anti-American in their thinking, very critical of Americans' place in the world. There are many places to point blame. The primary blame for this is not really because America is a bad country. That is not the right answer. It is not that these people are accurate in saying that America is the source of so many bad things in this country. In a moment, I'm gonna do a brief list for you of all the astonishingly great things America has done in the world. But what I'm getting at right now is why is it that people in our country informed enough to be likely voters to be participating in a poll, to answer questions, would essentially come out, um, nearly half of them come out saying, America is a bad country, America is a country that, that is the source of the world's problems. One source of the this lie painted by the American left is our education system. And if you go to my, I'm gonna tell you, there's a, a big long article written, I can't go into all the details of it right now, but on our website, americacanwetalk.org, I linked this article. The article traces over 100 years, the changes in our public education system. Changes starting with 100 years ago, where we had people who were taught that America was founded as the Declaration of Independence recited founded as a country based on the primary notion that we're all created equal, that we have rights that come to us from God, given to us by God, simply because we were born, and that the country's purpose, the existence of America, the purpose of the country, is to protect those rights. A hundred years ago, students learned this, the assumption God exists and God gives us our rights and government's not here to control us. That was the primary idea. Fast forward to now, children in our public schools are not only not taught those truths, not having those truths presented as the underlying reality of America, but even worse, they are presented with not just different data and different data points and different information, but a whole different worldview that is a left-wing infested, infected by left-wing thinking, antagonism against the idea of equality of all of us, against the idea of rights from God, against the idea that you in America have the right to live in freedom 
Instead, the left-wing socialist, communist, Marxist, call it what you want, mindset has infiltrated the public schools so that students are taught to think entirely from the perspective of a paradigm, group identity, uh, globalist uh, concepts of, is it fair that America is so prosperous? Why are we prosperous and somebody isn't? They're taught from a, a, an agenda-driven, left-wing mindset. They cannot help leaving school, not loving America. I urge you to consider what America really is, what it has done for the world. I'm going to give you the quickest run-through of which could be an entire show or several entire shows of just listing the extraordinary accomplishments of America in this world, which apparently half of America doesn't even know or appreciate. But America, for example, is the power in the world that stopped the Nazis. We stopped the Germans back in World War I. We stopped the, the Germans and the Nazis and the Japanese in World War II at great sacrifice to ourselves. We, we stopped the spread of communism through the Cold War, so that all of the Eastern Bloc countries have their freedom back. We had repressive Russian communism, had expanded westward, controlled formerly free people, and only because America stood strong, stood up, pushed back against communist Russia. You know, it wasn't a war we fought in terms of a military war, the Cold War, but we expended our resources, our intelligence, our, our assets of all kinds to push back against communist expansion. We brought freedom to the Eastern European countries. America is the most generous nation on earth, bar none, both with respect to how much we Americans as a country donate to the world to help with the poor, help with people who are hungry, who need housing, who need clothing, who need medications. America is the most generous country on earth Every time it's studied, every time it's examined, the data comes up. Annually, this, this is a big study, this one organization does, we're always the most generous. And we're the most generous personally. Individual Americans are generous because our culture is a good culture, a loving, generous culture. We're the most generous on earth to countries outside of America and to people within our own country. I'm going to probably spend a lot of time over this next month and maybe longer getting people to realize, number one, how extraordinarily great America is based on the ideas of our founding, and number two, how insidiously evil it is that the American left plants, cultivates, waters, encourages, and nourishes hatred of this country, lies about America, about our culture, about our goodness, about our prosperity, about our care for each other. The left's lies hurt America. I'm Debbie Georgias. This is America Can We Talk. We come back for approximately a three-second break. A zip on to the next topic, which is Candace Owens at CPAC. She will back up a lot of what I'm, or you'll hear from what she's saying. She's echoing a lot of things I'm saying here. So stay tuned. Debbie Georgias, America Can We Talk. Welcome back to America Can We Talk. So Candace Owens, uh, I think you all know that name. She uh, she was actually on, if you watch this show for a long time, she was on the show last year in May, I think May of 2018. And she uh, is an extraordinary young woman. I'll just tell you that 
I actually, she came to Dallas, right? This show is based in Dallas. She came to Dallas in December of 2018. Uh, at my invitation, she spoke at, a, at, at an event in Dallas, a, a kind of a big Republican um, Christmas luncheon. And um, I had the great opportunity and fun opportunity to introduce her and, and to talk with her. She's the most basic, down-to-earth, friendly, genuine person. And how she got where she is now. And if you don't know who this is, you're going to hear a lot from her in a moment. She was a big speaker at CPAC, but she's a young woman who started out her life. I mean, not in any famous way. She grew up in a relative low income family. Um, but how she got started was she made a YouTube video. I mean, literally sitting in her living room in her small apartment, I think in New York city, although, or maybe Philadelphia, I'm not sure where she lived. Philadelphia, I think she lives anyway. She made a video that basically said, I think I'm a conservative. And she went through the reasons why she was a conservative, why she thought she was. And her video went viral. The most viral of all the videos she has done is one where she talked about how she said, basically, you know, I got up this morning and um, I went to the gym and a white guy handed me my towel. You know, when I, I checked in and then my, a white guy handed me my towel. And then after I worked out uh, or the guy running the, uh, you know, the exercise room was uh, African-American. And, you know, I said hi to him. And then after my workout, I went by Starbucks and I picked up whatever drink. And the guy who waited on me at Starbucks was Hispanic. And then I went here and she basically goes through her day. And her point being, America functions all day long, every day, virtually all of us interacting with other people of all sorts of race, ethnicity, and national origin. And we get along just fine. That was her point. That video went viral. And I wish I looked it up before I came here today because I don't remember the number, but it's something like she went to bed that night. She made that video. She goes to bed. You know, she's not famous yet. She's just doing the little videos on YouTube. And when she woke up in the morning, it was something like 22 million people had seen it, gone all over the world. It was extraordinary. She's now part of a Turning Point USA with Charlie Kirk. She speaks at college campuses all the time. Among her many points is the idea that the black vote in America has gone overwhelmingly to the Democrat Party for decades. And as she asks her fellow African-Americans, as she's speaking in all sorts of places, what exactly has the Democrat Party ever done for black America? Ever. What, what, is the, what do we have to show for it? She is urging that conservative answers are the answers that the African-American community needs in this country. She is the, she's the um, author of or the thinker behind the thing called Blexit, which is the black and Latino exit from the Democrat Party. And she was a stellar home run speaker at the um, at CPAC. I want to play some of her segments and uh, just comment a little bit between some of them. But I got to tell you, this ties back to my point in the first uh, segment today. There is overwhelming intolerance on the American left for anyone who dares to say anything that does not go along with the left-wing worldview. The American left is the most intolerant, antagonistic political entity, political group in this country. They are brutal 
in confronting anyone who dares disagree with their message. The American left thrives and perpetuates its very existence in this country by lying to America day after day after day, painting America as racist, sexist, xenophobic, homophobic, hateful, bigoted, blah, 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 and gets people worked up into a lather over the lies they tell. So we're going to start with Candace Owens. Here she is at, this is uh, this, this past week at CPAC, um, and this is just clip one. If you're a minority in this country and you don't subscribe to your emotions, if, if you want to have intellectual discussions and you want to have a debate, there's no place for you on the left. Them nuts. She's making them crazy, by the way. And I'm going to tell you something else before I, I'm afraid I forget to say it otherwise. So I had her on the show uh, last May, 2018. I also have in other shows played clips. When she speaks, when I've had her on the show, when you go back, if you're on our YouTube channel, you go back to the times I've played clips, you should see the ugly, in fact, you should not have to see the ugly, racist, vitriol that listeners to this show, I don't think they're really listeners, they're not supporters of mine. These are left-wingers who listen to my show to be obnoxious, but the comments they make about her, instead of ever disagreeing with the substance of her ideas, ever disagreeing on a policy, they engage in the ugliest attacks, the ugliest language, the ugliest characterization of her. When she first started on YouTube, she got criticism from the left, of course, which can't stand the idea. She's pointing out that Democrat policies never help anybody. But even conservatives, you'll hear later, conservatives got after her. But in any case, her first point that if you're a minority in the country uh, and you, you speak up as a conservative, the left has the left does not want to hear what you have to say. Translation, the left in this country is racist. They have decided that the only opinions people of color are allowed to hold are left-wing views that they approve of. So someone of color speaking up and saying conservative ideas is intolerable to the American left. Let us go with clip two. Many of you guys have followed my political transformation. Obviously, it started on YouTube. Uh, with just an idea that maybe conservative principles might be an alternative for the black community. I questioned at the time, is it really possible that a man that was loved by the media, Donald J. Trump, they loved him, loved by black America. Every hip-hop song that I listened to growing up, they wanted to be like Trump. Beyonce and Jay-Z were sipping poolside at Mar-a-Lago. He was the dream. Obama said that the American dream is to be like Trump. Was it really possible? that within 24 hours of declaring his political, his candidacy for the White House, he became a racist, bigoted, homophobic, sexist, rapist at one point, right? Is it real? Was that really possible? And I said, of course, no, it's not possible. There's absolutely no way that that's possible. She's making them nuts, one of her many points. She's a huge supporter of Donald Trump. Donald Trump had her, in the, Trump had her and many others part of her Blexit movement in the White House during February this year, which is Black History Month. And she's a big supporter of Trump. But this is one of the points she makes many times in her speeches all over the country, that when she grew up in low-income areas and listened, she listened to hip-hop, she hung out with the hip-hop crowd, the, and, and she followed them and she liked them. All of the black hip-hop and rap artists 
many of them, as she says, spoke so highly of Donald Trump. As she said, they would often say, he's the man. He was the gold standard. We thought he was great. How suddenly, in the, between the 24 hours after he announced he's running for president, does he all of a sudden become all those ugly names people always call him? So again, the idea that she's daring to call out the left on the tactic they use. The left uses the accusation of racist to shut down anyone who will not agree with them. It's why the left calls Trump a racist, because they hope ignorant people will not recognize the tactic they are using in trying to make you afraid of him, make you angry at him. And she's pointing out, gosh, he sure was great to the same people just a few weeks earlier. What could be going on here? Okay, so that was clip two, making them nuts. Okay, clip three. How on earth is it possible that a party that instituted slavery, Jim Crow laws, racial terrorism, and the KKK has the black vote? How is it possible? We gave up culture. The right gave up culture. That's how it's possible. That's how the left was able to do this. We gave up culture. You certainly aren't going to win any accolades in, in Hollywood if you write a script and the protagonist uh, is a part of the nuclear family unit. In, in fact, you'll probably be chased out of Hollywood if you start to perpetuate conservative principles. That's because the left has invested, they've infected, and they've infested culture at every single layer. Okay, folks, this was one of the most popular things she said. And again, this culture war thing, you know, the idea, as she, she uses great language, they have invested, infected, and infested culture at every level. I mean, I have to pick out, because her speech was so good, we can't listen to all of it, but the idea in America, back to the point of my first five today, the idea in America that the culture battle is never fought based on facts is never fought based on what is working in america what is not working the battle the american left wages is against the culture of liberty in this country against the culture of america and they do it in a thousand different ways but certainly, as she points out, in Hollywood, the, the glorification is never, there's never a, a, a idea, a picture drawn for you to contemplate that nuclear family units are a good idea, that they make for wholesome life and family. I mean, maybe the feel-good, you know, Disney movies for small children. But beyond that, what's viewed as entertaining is always denigrating traditional American culture. Okay, we, I hope we have... We have to try to whip through. I'm really grateful, by the way. I sent a whole bunch of clips this morning to Matt, my happy producer, who's got them all ready, which is truly wonderful. And I hope we get through them all. So let me get to clip four. This is why Hillary Clinton, who is still not the president of the United States. Oh, right? It's great. This is why she offered my community hot sauce, if you guys remember. Hot sauce. As a, means, as a reason to vote for her. She offered us hot sauce, a Jay-Z, and a Beyonce concert. She never talked to us about policies. The left never talks about policies because their policies have failed black America for the last 60 years. The truth is that the left and the Democrats never, ever, ever, ever want to fix black America because they stump on our issues year after year. If they, did, if they fixed our issues, they would have nothing to stump on or to talk about they wouldn't be able to just continually keep calling the other side racist. 
Never in a million years did the left predict Donald J. Trump, and I'll tell you what they also are not predicting. They never predicted a minority awakening. They never thought that they could ever lose the black vote, ever. They've taken our vote for granted for so long. I got to tell you, folks, this kind of stuff, if you want to know what makes the heads explode inside the Democrat National Committee, inside the halls of Washington, the, on the Democrat side, in the Senate and the House, it is a beautiful, articulate, brave young woman speaking up and saying what literally thousands and maybe hundreds of thousands of Americans and maybe millions have realized for years. The left does not want to solve the problems of low-income communities. They do not want to solve the problems of black America. They run on and gain power by perpetually arguing that America is a racist country, pointing the finger at the GOP and white Americans and corporate America and every other enemy they can conjure up. And the last thing the left can tolerate as she describes it herself, I think, a black awakening, an awakening of black America that realizes the Democrats do not, not only that their policies don't help black America, but that actually the Democrat power base relies on a sustained, impoverished, low-income segment of America to continue voting for them. Once people become self-reliant, once people figure out that America is a good country, full of good people who want to help their fellow Americans, the Democrats have no voter base. The next thing, clip five, was probably the one uh, statement she made that got the most press out of anything. So take it away, clip five. Truth number one, America is not a racist country. The people that continue to tell us that have a vested interest in racism. In fact, they're actively now importing Nigerians to come do racist acts in this country, a la Jesse, Jesse Smollett, right? Okay, this line, when she said America is not a racist country, truth number one, there were so many articles. In fact, I put one up, I think, at our, on our website, americacanbetalk.org, homepage, under podcast, go down, list of links. It lists, it goes to one article that actually captured all the astonishing vitriol piled on this young woman because she expressed the opinion that America is not a racist country. It, the left is saying, you're not allowed to say that. You aren't allowed to think of yourself as a non-victim. You're not allowed to say that because you're of your color of your skin. You can't think something that the American left has not approved. That's what they're saying to her. There's a whole lot more to talk about that, but I want to get you some, some of these other clips because she went through several other truths. We have clip six. Truth number two, abortion is murder. I ask myself all the time, what, why is it, doesn't it seem to you that progressive policies always lead to regressive results in the black community? It's amazing, isn't it? Abortion, so progressive. They want to move that forward. We need abortion. We have black women representing six to seven percent of the population, and yet we account for almost 40 percent of all of the abortions that are performed in this country. In New York City, for those of you that don't know, more black babies are aborted than born live. A hard-hitting truth is that the most unsafe place 
for a black child is not on the streets, it's not when they see a police officer, it's in their mother's womb. The left needs God. Okay, this was another moment. I'm telling you, this was such a stellar speech. And I'm, she's going to come on the show again soon. I'm working with her scheduler because she's just, she is a sparkling bright light in the American political conversation. But her willingness to both speak about what is the reason? What is the reason? The left works so hard to legitimize abortion. And as you likely know, or I mentioned the show before, Planned Parenthood overwhelmingly places their clinics in low-income black areas. And as you're hearing from her, the percent of abortions account that, that are made up, the percent of abortions occurring in America that involve a black mother are far, and there's whatever it is, six to seven percent of America black women, but not, but the number of abortions that occur with when the, the mom is a black woman is like 40 percent. And she's just saying, what is the reason? And that idea that this, the most unsafe place for a baby, a black baby in America is in his mother's womb, simply unbelievable. And she also goes to the left loves God. Another, another whole piece of why we have the left so stridently, openly anti-American in this country. The left cannot tolerate the idea of a nation filled with people with faith in God. That makes the left nuts. They, the left, they want to be the ruler. They want to tell you what truth is. They want to tell you what, what is moral, what is not. They want to be the decider. The idea of a people with loyalty to, belief in, faith in God, who will derive their values and morals and what they th their sense of right and wrong from God, the left cannot tolerate this. As my one friend who grew up in a communist country, and she wrote a book about it, her name is Virginia Prodan. She talked about how she came to realize, and she finally escaped. She was nearly killed by the communist government in Romania. But when she came to America, she really, she thought it through, she wrote about it. She talked about the idea, communist governments, they need to be God. That's why they can't tolerate the people believing in God. Because that if you believe in God, you shape your values and your morals around that. The leftists, the radical leftists, the communists in the world, they need to shape the people's views. They can't have a, a people with loyalty to, faith in a God, a source of morality and truth higher than government. She goes into God more in this, uh, this uh, whole speech she gave. I can't do all of it today, but this is another piece that drives the left nuts. That she's actually talking about the place of God. I want to hit also a clip seven. She talks about uh, the... Well, clip seven, you play it, and then we'll talk about it. Truth number three, racially motivated police brutality is a myth. It's simply a myth. But father absence is not. The number one issue facing black America is that fathers have been removed from the home. It's that they have been incentivizing father absence. When the single motherhood rate jumps, from 23% in the 1960s to a whopping 74% today, we have a problem. It's a problem that the left does not want to talk about. It is the destruction and the breakdown of the family. Again, making them nuts. Uh, you know, we did a show, and I don't know when it was. You can go back to my old shows. I'm going to have her on again, but there's an author who's done an in-depth study about the incidences, the percentages, the actual facts 
about the allegation that there's excessive police brutality against black Americans, that there's just a, that there's just a, a wave of an overwhelming and un, an unreasonable number of instances involving white police officers killing young uh, unarmed black men. There are individual instances where police conduct is out of line, and we investigate that. But her will, but there is not true that there is a massive wave of police brutality against young black Americans. The data will not bear that out. The data says otherwise. And this also makes the left nuts. They have worked very hard in this country to instill hatred of police, distrust of police, antagonism between the police and their communities in our country, and her willingness to call it out, basically saying police brutality against black America is a myth I mean, talk about someone who's really stirring up the left. This, this is the one. And then compounding it with or comparing it to the reality that the policies of the American left, the massive socialistic government assistance programs that began back with uh, President Johnson and the, the war on poverty and the Great Society, which was a socialistic program, a redistribution of wealth, a a uh, diminishing of the role and importance of the nuclear family, the responsible father taking care of, and responsible parents taking care of their home, led to the destruction of the black family. So there are many people in the American left point to the poverty and the, and the challenges faced by children growing up in single parent homes, and the data, again, overwhelmingly shows that children growing up in single parent homes are far more likely to run into every imaginable problem children can run into from bad grades to joining a gang to committing a crime to dropping out of high school to going to jail and she's pointing out it is the left's policies that have destroyed the family the left is not going to take this lightly coming from anybody okay one more um and that is, is clip eight, and I'm probably gonna have to cut the rest of them out because I wanna get to something else, but clip eight here, please, Matt. Truth number four. <coughs> there are 3.6 million black children living below the poverty line. There are 4 million Hispanic children that live below the poverty line. And yet Democrats want us to put illegals first. I say no thank you, I say build the wall. Again. If there's ever a spokesman, this is, I'm, I'm just obviously really, really impressed by Candace Owens, grateful for her. And she's not the only one. She's one. She happens to be one who has captured the media's attention in part because she's brave. She's outspoken. She is fearless. She speaks truth plainly. And she's kind of fun. We can, I can't get to all the other clips I wanted to play, but two points that she made I want to pass along to you and then get to something else that is also up on our website to encourage, plant the seed to encourage you to think about, and we'll talk about it more, um, I don't know how long, whenever we can talk about it, we'll talk about it again. But one is, excuse me, this young woman is, when she first started doing YouTubes, was criticized by the right, by the conservatives, even though she was touting the conservative message, criticized by the conservatives because she was humorous she was a little bit sarcastic she was a little bit 
punchy. She didn't do the stand-up, dignified, read my three bullet points speech. She's spunky. And people on the right said, well, you know, you really shouldn't say it like that. You shouldn't talk like that. We need to be, as she's talking about, in the culture. We need to be having these conversations where it matters and with the people that matter and in a manner and a way that people will listen. Of course, we need people like Candace Owens being spunky, being jab, you know, a few jabs at the left's stranglehold on culture. She is a gift to America. She is a gift to the left wing, uh, you know, the person who's voted on the left wing side, the person who is black and Democrat, but always really kind of wondered, why am I voting Democrat? Am, am I just kind of marching to the drumbeat that I'm being told? Because as she goes around this country and speaks, she has people come up to her and she, she by the way, she's the one that held that Blexit rally in LA we talked about a couple weeks ago. She had another one, I think in Virginia this week or last week. She is willing to speak up and she talks about people coming up afterwards, black Americans saying, Thank you so much for saying what we've been saying at our dinner table for years. We've been saying these things. We haven't been really sure we can say them out loud. She's giving strength to people across this country, especially people of color, who have felt like they're really not allowed by the rules of the left. They're not allowed to question Democrat theology, Democrat policies. They're supposed to just line up, salute, and vote for the Democrats. And she's saying, no way, no way. Wake up and recognize the Democrat Party has never helped black America. They just talk about helping. And in fact, their policies have hurt black America. And in fact, they thrive on, they gain their political power from perpetuating black, uh, the uh, belief in racism, black poverty, uh, uh, any sense of isolation of the black community from America, the left thrives on this. The last thing the American left could stand is more people waking up like Candace Owens has and realizing they do have a place in the American economy, a place in the American dream. I'm telling you, she's knocking it out of the park for America. A bunch of other things, but I will tell you what it requires. She's brave enough. I mentioned when I had her on my show before and then when I played clips before that they are the source of the most ugly, racist, stupid, unreasoned criticism on my YouTube page, on my, the Facebook page, if you're watching Facebook Live. They aren't responses people have in a substantive way. They aren't substantive points. They're just taking jabs. And she's fully aware. This, this, she is a real target of the American left. So if she's brave enough to do what she's doing, all of us need to be brave enough to speak up more against the lies of the left in every single avenue of American life. Every single avenue. One quick story I'll tell you, and then I have one more story to go off on, but I want to tell you a quick story related to people speaking up. So in Florida, some teacher put on her classroom door as a way of celebrating or honoring Black History Month, a big poster of the of Colin Kaepernick, the NFL, former NFL quarterback, who started the whole taking a knee, won't honor the flag, won't honor the national anthem. And of course, it's been really divisive. 
move on his part. President Trump has criticized the NFL for humoring this take anything. Uh, leftists love it. They love the division and anger that is that this is stirring up. They love the the uh, message that Kaepernick is sending, which is, of course, America is an evil, horrible, terrible, racist nation, and everybody should hate America, and everybody should refuse to stand for the flag, and everyone should refuse to sing the national anthem. The left loves it. They like division. President Trump and conservatives like the idea of honoring the flag and honoring America. You can have a conversation about any particular incident. I mean, Ka- Kaepernick said he started this because of the Michael Brown incident in Ferguson, Missouri, and then Trayvon Martin in Florida. So we can have conversations about those incidents and other incidents involving interactions between police and black Americans. And we can all look at them together. We can, as in every case happens, we have usually the, the uh, either U.S. attorney office gets involved, the local district attorney. They usually end up having some kind of hearing investigation. We can look into those, but the broad brush effort of the left is to make sure everyone they can possibly convince hates America and believes America is a deeply racist country. She, Candace Owens, is saying, no, it's not. No, it's not. Many Americans are saying, no, it's not. So back to the teacher in Florida, big life-size poster of Kaepernick on the door of her room for Black History Month. And for once, instead of parents and students and other people at the school simply Remaining silent because you don't want to be called a racist and remaining silent. You don't want to be, you know, questioning anything. You you can't question the left because they will, they will attack you. Instead, some parents protested, went to the school, and basically the teacher was forced to take the poster down. This is not a way to have, to prompt an intelligent discussion, a thoughtful discussion by putting up a, you know, a picture of a big poster of Kaepernick, Kaepernick, who is working very hard to paint America as a terrible, awful, evil, racist place. So that was a Kaepernick story. That was one person or one incident where we had some people standing up for the right idea of America. Now, my happy producer, Matt, over there gave me the five-minute signal. I think it was only like one minute ago, right? No, he's laughing. Okay, I have one last story. My Debbie discusses, shortest story ever, really quick. Stay tuned, three-second break. Coming right back. So the last little story I want to do today, because today had a lot of controversial issues. So I'm going to hit one that really shouldn't be that controversial. But you know, the, the, if you ever have read about any of the, um, the information about how much of land in this precious country the federal government owns, it's kind of mind-blowing, actually. Kind of mind-blowing. But the federal government owns, in some states in our country, western states in our country, owns, for example, 47, overall, west of the Mississippi, the U.S. government owns 47% of the land, 4-7. In three states, Oregon, Oregon, Utah, and Nevada, the majority of land is owned by the federal government. Now, a lot of this came by kind of naturally and not because of land grabs. This came up because over time, as America expanded, you know, back to our founding, we expanded, there was land, we acquired, purchased, claimed, whatever happened, the government owned it. And for many reasons, and so many reasons over the years, they would lease it to ranchers, they would, you know, they, they would use it in a good way. But 
the federal government still owns massive amounts of land in America's West. Contrasted with in the East, east of the happy Mississippi, it's something like 4% of the land the U.S. government owns. So massive, massive land uh, owned by the federal government um, in, in the West. So the very brilliant Steve Moore wrote something that I want to just tell you about quickly because it's kind of interesting. It's one thing if we own, if the government owns the land because we expanded as the country grew and it just worked out well to own the land. It's an entirely different thing what the Congress tried to do last week. In the House, of, of the U.S. House, run by the Democrats, of course, they're happy to expand in any way possible the federal government's power and control over everything. So they passed some environmental thing urging the, the federal government, setting up so that the federal government gets nine billion with a B as in boy, billion dollars every 10 years to continue to purchase more and more and more land. Nine billion dollars every 10 years. The Senate, asleep at the wheel, too much going on, no time to dive into the details. The Senate passed it. So what Steve Moore is saying, President Trump should veto this bill. And I got to tell you, this might seem, in the grand scheme of issues we talk about in the show, from, you know, border security and military funding and tax levels and, you know, racial tension in our country and Candace Owens, this might seem like a minor issue. But the reason the left wanted Congress to pass this law to, to, authorize, and, and by the way, they don't just give the nine billion dollars so that Congress or the government could ask landowners in the West, would you like to sell our land to us? And the landowners could say, no, that's not how it happens. It is the government simply demands, forces the sale, requires the sale of this land to the government if they decide they want it for every you know new environment. And this is the environmentalists were behind this. The environmentalists were behind this push to expand more government ownership of land in the West you know, because they find some like left-handed tree frog or some stupid new species that all of a sudden someone's got to sell all their land to the government so the government can own more land. So Steve Moore is pointing out, it can seem like a small point, but the idea of encouraging Trump to stop the environmentalist motivated effort to have the federal government own more and more and more land. It's a great point. Probably Trump would never have noticed this bill except for Steve Moore wrote this piece I like the idea of stopping the environmental extremists who live on the American left, who like nothing more than the government to own everything in this country. I like the idea of saying no to this push to have the government forcibly purchase from landowners more and more land in the American West. They own enough. They already own enough. I'm Debbie Georgiatis. This is America Can We Talk. I love talking to you every Monday through Thursday, 3 p.m. Central Time, Facebook Live, YouTube Live, my website, americacanwetalk.org. Would love to have you follow me on Twitter at Debbie Can We Talk. Like this Facebook page, review this page, share these show segments, subscribe on YouTube. Help me get this message out in every way we can about the extraordinary importance of preserving and fighting to preserve this most precious experiment in human liberty, United States of America. Talk to you next time. Thanks for listening. America, can we talk? Truth about America.